the future of photography. Hey Chris, how you doing? Uh, good as usual, and you? I, I am good, I am good, although I'm going to start uh, this show this week with a caveat, poss- possibly even verging on an apology. Oh, 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 it's happening. It, mi- it might get a bit ranty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that's okay, because, you know, having opinions is fun, isn't it? And I know I'm not exactly the only person on the internet with an opinion. <laughs> no, I don't have one. Only the fact. Only the fact. <laughs> Only the fact. Okay. I'm. Yeah. I, that's just so not true. <laughs> don't okay. listen to him, listeners. Well, actually, do listen to him because that's the whole point of a podcast. But don't listen to that bit. <laughs> okay. Um. Be- before you get into the rants, we have a quick bit of listener feedback that we just received. Yeah. And uh, it is from a little birdie whose name I cannot say. And um, we 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 talked about the. Zeiss ZX1 here on the show before several times. Uh, yeah, we did the the all-in-one camera and computer, full format uh, or full frame point and shoots in quotes. No, it's not. Um, and uh, Lightroom Mobile built in that, that that camera that was announced at Photokina, and it still hasn't materialized, but it's getting closer. And uh, said Birdie has sent us an email. Uh, where he writes that uh, he used a pre-production ZX1 for some time to okay. uh, yeah, to do stuff with it, whichever way. Um, again, again uh, this <laughs> this is an email we received, so there's no big revelations in there, but it is an email, so I do not have any way to to uh, verify that information, of course. But uh, again, that person says. Uh, he's used the ZX1 for for some time, uh, and it is a really nice package, according to him. But he says it would definitely not fit in your jeans pocket. So no, I imagine it's quite large. I would think so too. Yeah. Um, what he finds interesting, though, is that it uh, he thinks it will define a new way of thinking about a camera, about okay. your photos and your editing workflow. Um, it is also definitely a first-generation product, according to him. And he really, after he, he had to return it, um, he's really starting to miss the sync your images with a, with a cloud feature. He doesn't have that mm. on his normal camera, of course, and that is definitely a convenience factor for, for, uh, from his perspective. And I, I, would, I would think that would happen pretty quickly if you had that feature. Um, it's just convenient. He says it's convenient to not sit in front of your PC to import and manage the, the photos. Um, and then he finishes with, what does that mean for the future of photography? Get on, yeah, get one and try it. The camera has the potential <laughs> to mix up the camera world. So for him, it's, it's, uh, it is some, well, that's my inter- interpretation of that. It's some, it's a, it has the potential to change how people think about cameras. So mm, that is inter- that is interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> uh, oh, and so so thanks anonymous person for sending that in. Um everyone else we and I and I and I came to that realization when I got this mail uh that that people who are deeply involved in the future of photography uh might not even be able to talk to us all the time because they are possibly under some form of an NDA. Because they mm. are working on the future, and this is like company secrets and stuff. Um, 
But uh, if anyone has information, wants to let us in on some future developments that they might not be able to talk to uh, under their own name, um, yeah, we... We're happy to guarantee anonymity in that case. Yes, very happy to respect the confidence in which you share the information, yes. definitely. Yes, definitely. and if and if you want to uh, be even more on the secure side, I have a PGP key that I can give you. So you could you could even uh -huh. encrypt encrypt that for more safety. So just saying, we're just, we're having we have an open inbox for these kind of things. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. Yes, always very good. Always very glad to hear from people. Um, yes, that's de de definitely. And that, and uh, yes, uh, it's um, anyway. Uh, it's interesting that email uh, because it sort of leads me into some of the things that I wanted to talk about uh, to today. Um, but there is one silly thing I'd like to get out of the way first. Mm -hmm. Have you seen the advert this week for the uh, Samsung Vertical TV? I, I thought that was an April Fool's joke, a late, <laughs> a late April Fool's joke. But apparently, it's not. Is it? Apparently, it's not. Apparently, it's a thing. It's a thing. Um, so, I, I, so we talked back in show number seventy about aspect ratios, didn't we? And I don't know about you, but I find sometimes when I talk about something, I see it then everywhere. So having said, you know, that, you know, back in that show, we were talking about, well, there are now digital creative agencies that, that will, will build bundles uh, of uh, nine by 16 uh, content uh, for sharing. Mm -hmm. um, everywhere I go now, I see those in, in uh, uh, there's a lot of them on public transport in and around London. Because um, for some places, it probably makes a bit more sense to have a vertic vertical one. Uh, I think so, because these are, especially in the underground, um, uh, now there is lots of wall space in the underground because it's all tunnels, of course, but um, it's... Uh, it, there, there are uh, historically all, there's been posters and yeah everywhere in the in the London Underground in the tube stations and uh, and of course a poster is is a portrait thing normally uh, a portrait well, like a movie ratio. poster yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly and so a lot of those have, uh, uh, have been replaced with screens um one of the best actually um also in the london underground was the the single best in fact possibly for my mind the the only good use i've ever seen for Oh, what are they called? A cinemagraph, where it's still, but part of it moves. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's the truth. And it was, it was, uh, I forget what it was advertising. I was just blown away by the by what they'd done. But it was a picture of a a, a female model, and she had long hair. And I don't know if, uh, how often you get to travel in uh, in the London Underground, but particularly in the London Underground, because the trains c um, come out, they're quite tightly fit into their tunnels. There's a big blast of air that comes uh, oh, yes, ahead I of the train. Remember, uh, yeah, and it's not well, it's not the same in every. You know, it's <laughs> not not quite the same in in New York, for example, where some of the stations are a lot more open. But uh, certainly in London, it's like that. And they had this cinemagraph on the wall that just before the train came in, the wind came up, and as the wind came up, the model's hair blew. <laughs> And moved oh, around. Oh, on on a screen. On a screen. That's yeah. funny. So so that 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 I will admit is a is a it's a good use of, of of that technology and of a vertical screen. But but I can't imagine buying one for my house. But what's new in vertical screens? I mean, I remember back in the day we had computer screens that could that the some of them had the feature to 
to turn them 90 degrees and mm. then you could write better because you could see an entire page on the screen. Yeah, I do that actually. Yeah, um, uh, I don't have one at home at the moment, but I, in in my client office, there I do that when I have to work on documents. Certainly. Yeah. A, f- a friend of mine, a video producer years ago, he was, I mean, really 10 years ago, he was, um, he had a job where he had to produce vertical video for some shop displays where they wanted to run that. And that was their form factor. So he um, yeah, he just flipped his camera sideways and shot the thing and edited on the side, and it worked all uh, really well. So I don't really understand why, why that why this is supposed to be new. Uh, well, uh, it's the first time I've seen anybody selling a television as a yeah. product that that has that ability to spin through ninety degrees. You know but. what you can watch on these really well? Uh, another one of the of the SpaceX takeoffs. That, at that uh, vertical yeah, yeah, that video, wonderful, because that's something that moves from the bottom to the top. That's a great idea. But then, I like but then that. you'd also need that other thing that I've that I think was an April Fool's joke uh, years ago, and that was vertical stereo, where you put the speakers on top of each other instead of side by side. I missed that one. So you have you have the full package. The rocket takes off, and it's it visually and acoustically. Anyway, yeah. It, yes, yes. I tell you where. Actually, I tell you where else it might be useful. Um, I was, um, I was playing with my daughter the other day, uh, a game called I can't even remember, Just Dance Twenty Nineteen or something like that. Uh-huh. It's a PlayStation game, and it uh, and uh, it's one of these ones where you have to do the dances that the people on the screen are doing, and it tracks you with the camera. Yeah. And uh, it was difficult to set it up because my daughter, being uh, seven years old, (laughs) is not as tall as I am. (laughs) And to find a camera setting where it would pick my face up easily. And then she had to jump up and down and jump up and down to get the camera to to get her face to be high enough that the camera (laughs) would recognize it. It's all good. It's a it's, so so a vertical camera would have been useful at that point, um, if not a vertical screen. Well, um, I mean, in, in all seriousness, of course, those vertical screens come from the fact that a lot of video nowadays is vertical because we have vertical phones and we shoot vertical video. Yes. So. Yes, yeah. but I'm still I'm still not happy about it. So you you and I were talking just before we hit the record button about the fact that uh, what am I staying in at the moment? Remind me of the phrase. <laughs> so for all Germans, Sturmfreie Bude, which means if uh, the the entire family is gone and you are home alone and you can do whatever you want, that's uh, we we translate that to a storm free shack, like like a storm free as in. No one's going to storm your castle. You'll be <laughs> well. I am in one of those today. You have a storm-free shack today, and I was I was last night, and I sat down and I watched 2001: A Space Odyssey, the Stanley Kubrick movie. Followed, oh yeah, we talked about the photography in that. Followed straight away by uh, 2010, which also has a subtitle. I think it's called "The Year We First Met, We Made First Contact" or something like that. Um, and uh, watched those two movies back to back, and I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have been the same on a vertical TV. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, yeah. Uh, maybe because they weren't shot for a vertical TV. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, anyway, we should move on. We should move on. Um, that, this is this is not the rant I was warming up for. Although this is a good warm up. <laughs> okay, what is what is what is the actual rant? Okay, so go, going back to uh, actually going back to to our listener email from the top of the show with a f- feedback about the Zeiss camera, which of course has uh, Adobe Lightroom in it. Uh, have you seen the Adobe uh, price increases this week? Oh, 
Oh yeah, I have seen it. Yes, uh, didn't they want to? Okay, D didn't some users see on the Adobe US website that the price for the photo package doubled? Yes, yes. Which, which, since the enormous amount of negative feedback, they've now said is a trial. <laughs> which, yeah, I, th I think pretty quickly the press asked them, and then they they replied with, "Oh, we're just trying out a few things on our website, and some people might see it." I went to the US website right away, and I saw it. So, uh, double the price for the photo package, which is uh, the Lightroom subscription plus including the photoshop subscription yeah. and the new pricing would be the lightroom just on its own for the same price as before for the same yes price. yes and and when you say lightroom just on its own that of course is the is lightroom cc the clouded the cloudy one not not the uh what's it called lightroom the classic, classic cd now. oh no it's just this okay just a cloudy one uh-huh i didn't yeah, really I, I see that bit but so no and i haven't dived into it too much because i you know everybody's reporting this of course and there's a lot of noise about it so i was thinking well what yeah what, what's the impact for us yeah what does this mean for the future of photography so i thought this would be a good opportunity to to give a bit of an update on my my ios first project <laughs> ah you're still doing that yes okay uh, i am yeah yeah and and ge genuinely and it, do, it does link back to, to to the to the email we had you know because uh you know our our correspondent says you know um it it's uh, he he misses the syncing the images with the cloud um uh, and it's convenient not to sit in front of your pc to import and manage the captured photos um I, I don't do that. <laughs> Not so much anymore. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and this is because of the iOS thing. So, so you know, I thought, okay, well, we've got, you know, uh, a, a product set that m many of us rely on. Um, uh, although I cancelled my Adobe subscription and, and didn't look back a, a while ago now. Um, but ma many of us do rely on Adobe products. And, and if they're doubling the price, well, actually, is that going to cause people to think about, using something else uh, i have an opinion that on work. that but keep on going we'll be queuing up to share our opinions i'm sure <laughs> so so i just thought so yeah i'm not not to go too deeply into it because we, we talk about this on on every now and again on the show um currently um i am using my ipad pro uh, as my main uh, device for image um uh, ingest let's say uh and and processing um and that's uh you know of course that that actually comes with um uh, a digital asset manager right the the ios photos app is essentially a digital asset manager right. may not be as fully featured as some um uh, but it is uh it's it's doing um it's doing well um i looked i i had to find a picture of of uh, my son uh yesterday uh and i i went to you know to to his name album you know for uh oh so you're iOS using the photos. facial face face recognition feature yeah and i well i went to yes because i have him set up and he gets recognized and i flicked through it for a bit and i couldn't find it and i thought do you know what this image of him i want he was sat on a sofa so i went to search and i searched sofa <laughs> <laughs> right and it popped up instantly i right? think i think instantly. you can now even you can now even combine search terms so you can search for sofa and children or something okay that i didn't i, I didn't need to i think it's case, possible but i'll give that a didn't try need to. okay so so of course as a digital asset manager one of the things that iPhotos lacks is the sorry not iPhoto, uh, the ios photos 
lacks is the ability to keyword images. You can do it on the Mac platform on on the computer, and you can search for those on keyboards iOS. on uh, the keywords on iOS. You can, yeah, 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 but you can't apply them. And I thought, oh, how am I going to find this? Uh, but search brought it up for me. Now, I don't know whether Apple are claiming that's an AI search or not, but I don't care about that because it just worked. <laughs> you know, you know, the interesting thing is um, back when I'm, I'm, an, I'm a, a Google Gmail user and back when uh, that began, they they just abandoned the folders idea like mm, you can, yeah, remember, you can yeah. have tab tags and stuff and you get something that is similar to folders but in pretty much what they said is just just have a search for your email just put the search term in and we'll we'll figure it out and um, that has been a change in paradigm for me and uh, yeah don't worry about spending all that time organizing uh things will stay together in threads and then you will quickly find it if you need to and it has worked for over 10 years so uh, th this this seems to be something similar to that you don't spend too much time organizing it it will kind of self-organize um, and then the search will reveal what you're looking for yeah it's, it's so at, le uh, at least for everyday kind of things right it is for, so this is yeah so so uh and yeah this is this is an alternative solution for you know for the 80 percent of us right because the 80 percent of us that don't that, that don't do professional work and i'm not saying that necessarily you have to have the same workflow for everything you do yeah. but i'm currently using icloud or, or ios photos and then backing up to icloud as as my main digital asset manager i'm i'm put i'm learning uh, affinity photo at the moment and uh -huh. using using again my ipad pro uh, and my um, apple pencil finally i found a use for my apple pencil good <laughs> that was an expensive paperweight for a while um and you know in enjoying playing with affinity photo which um you know looks and feels to me a, a non-expert um, as powerful uh, as photoshop itself and do you know how much affinity photo costs for the ipad um 20 30 yeah, it's the same amount as one month of the Adobe Photography bundle. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where. So so now really, I agree. Really, I, you know, only only ten bucks. Uh, yeah, no, no, the one. new price, the twenty bucks. Oh, the new the, price, the, okay, the twenty dollar okay, okay. price. To <laughs> okay. be to be fair, the twenty dollar price. But this is so. I, I don't know whether this is ranting or not. But you know, um, what I there, there is so much out there, and and there and especially for. Uh, those of us who are amateurs and and have the luxury of remaining amateurs, um, I have you know the, there are so many tools out there. You know, the 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 iPad Pro is one of the cheapest computers you can buy right now. If you think of it as a computer and not as a as a big phone, um, you know it's difficult to buy certainly within the Apple ecosystem, which I know is is, is you know um, very pricey anyway but it's difficult to buy something that is as powerful for video and photo editing as an ipad pro at the price that it's at um it comes with a whole bunch of free tools uh that you know i i the the software that that you can buy um uh, you know is very uh, competitively priced hopefully not too competitive i hope affinity um oh no sorry serif i think is the name of the company isn't it I forget yes, which way is. around it is. <laughs> I forget which way around they are. Um, uh, you know, uh, are making enough money, and if not, I hope they put their prices up because you know twenty 
pounds, euros, dollars for something that has got the vast majority of, of Photoshop capability in it for the vast majority for the 80% of us. Um, I know there are always going to be people that need lots of different stuff. Um, I think is very, very good value for money. And so, you know, I, um, uh, I, I think, you know, that, that's an update for where I'm at. Uh, just to conclude the update, um, I do also have uh, proper backup drives uh, and uh, I do download the stuff on my car, on my camera cards uh, to proper backup drives. Um, but that is not part of my primary image processing workflow anymore. Mm -hmm. The, the, the image processing workflow is different from the backup workflow now, right? um, which is, uh, which I, of course makes me, you know, uh, makes it easier for me as well. Going back to the email we received, you know, uh, uh, I'm not sitting in front of my PC importing and managing photos. Um, I, you know, I, I have a card reader for my iPad. I bring in the things I've most recently shot. I process them. And then later on when I get home or whatever, I will then back up the cards properly. Um, uh, anyway, there, there we go. So, so uh, all, all of that is is hopefully not too much of that. I just don't think there's there's a lot of energy going into this thing about Adobe this and Adobe that, but there are so many other really really good yeah. alternatives now. So uh, I'm I'm mostly in those eighty percent. Like I need to find something with a sofa on it. I'll I've, I'll try to rely on on the AI behind it to find it. Um, but that's kind of the iCloud side of things, but I do have this Adobe side of things. I'm a Lightroom user and I've been from pretty much the first minute. And I didn't, I, I, I do not have a good alternative to it. As much as I don't like the subscription pricing and the whole being forced into that by Adobe, um, and I know a lot aren't happy about this, um, as much as I, I'm not happy about this, at this point, there is, for me personally, there is no alternative. And it doesn't feel good to be kind of locked in because <laughs> there is no competition. Adobe has a bit of a monopoly status here. There are others, but they have they don't just cover what I need. And uh, also moving over to another system at this point, there's so much work and, and love in that catalog with all the keywording and all the edits and everything <laughs> that, I mean, that, and that is an investment. Complete waste of, and all of it a complete waste of time because the AIs can do it better than you can. <laughs> yeah, the, but, but you know, you know uh, looking for a sofa is one thing, but um, again, th this is where I'm outside of this 80% frame. And uh, when I wrote my wide angle book, I had to be able to find all photos in a certain time frame at a certain rating with a with a specific focal length, for example. And I'm not yeah. sure this is possible with uh, with what Apple is giving us or. And um, and and I'm not sure it is either, to be honest. No, and so so that is. Um, you know, there, there are some, there are definitely cases where it's, yeah. it's better to have something more fully functioned. But, but the question is, so that's an interesting thing though, because you, what the use case you've described there is nothing to do with processing images. No, no. it's to do, it's to do with cataloging images. Well, and then the um, processing, of course, you get used to a set of tools, you know how they behave. So it's hard to change to something else that you might not, that might not give you the, 
the the fine control that you used to have with other tools. So it is, it's, yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> well, I tell you a, what, a lot, of, a lot of things right. that keep you in there. I'm going to skip us right now to the thing that's at the end of the show notes because I think you've just made an absolutely brilliant case for why it is we are casting for somebody to join the future of photography. Oh, team. Okay. <laughs> So, so yeah, you know, when one when one of your hosts of a show called The Future or something says, eh, "Change is hard," that's <laughs> when you is, know, folks. That's is. that's when you know, dear listeners, that it's time to add a new voice to the team. Yes. Um, which, of course, is exactly what we're doing. Uh, we've talked about this the last few shows now, and I think uh, I think it was show seventy six where we, where, where we said quite a lot about it. Um, uh, and uh, what we are looking for is a new voice to join the TFOP team, the future of photography. Um, it, you know, go, uh, we'll put a link in the show notes uh, to a page on our website, uh, which explains a little bit more about this. I'd like to say thank you to the people that have uh, submitted uh, some uh, little audio files. Uh, so uh, audi- far. Audition um, tapes. Audition tapes, sorry, audition <laughs> tapes. <laughs> um we are we are still in uh a, a collecting mode at the moment we're listening to them and thank you for thank you for sending them in folks and uh, we'd like to encourage more people to send some in as well uh and uh you know um we, you, you too could be the person that gets to talk to chris and say no it's okay change is a good thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and i'm looking forward to hearing that to be honest <laughs> So you, we will find that information. All the information that you need to get in on this is at thefutureofphotography.com slash casting. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So that was the that, that, that was the thing that was going to come at the end of the show, but it was just too good an opportunity yeah, to miss perfect. to put it in there. So we're going to, we'll, we'll sign out the show this week. Um, I, you know, as a lot of listeners do i'm sure um i I like to uh research photography from the imagery point of view as well and and i'm always keen to see um new imagery um uh, i'll put a link in the show notes actually uh for to an artist uh a lady called lauren zacknown i think is the pronunciation uh who whose work i became aware of uh this week for the first time uh lauren zacknown describes herself as a photo surreal and so she uses uh, photography, uh, but also digital tools. And seeing as we talk about digital tools, uh, to make imagery. Um, at no point in any articles I've read about her or on her own website does it say which tools she uses. That's a secret. <laughs> it's a secret. Uh, no, it's not a secret. The point is, is it doesn't matter. Uh-uh. So for those of you that are feeling trapped, and this is one step too far with Adobe. Um, speaking as somebody who has who has made that leap out of Adobe uh, into the big wide world of craziness, um, it is feasible. Um, and I have no idea whether Lauren Zachman uses uh, Adobe tools or not. Um, the point is, is it doesn't matter. The point is, is it's the imagery that matters. Uh, so I'll put a link to her her website in the show notes as well. Go and have a look. Um, I, I, I like what she's doing there. Um, that's it, really. There's there's no other reason. I don't know Lauren um, or anything like that. Uh, I just liked her work and it fit in with you know, my rant today. So I thought I'd I'd, uh, <laughs> uh, I'd point everybody to it. Go have a look and see. That's what cool you're stuff. Doing. Yeah, check it out. It's uh, linked in the show notes. All right, that brings us to the end of this episode, and uh, we'll be back with another, maybe a little rant, but let's find out next week on episode <laughs> 79. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
been listening to The Future of Photography, a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. Thank you.